Hey everyone, before we start the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live podcast coming up next Friday, March 8th at 6.30 p.m. at Downtown Cinemas in downtown Las Vegas. We'll be talking about the new Blumhouse horror film, Imaginary. Joining me on the panel, we've got Jimmy Gonzalez, Tom Devlin, and Nick Woods. It's going to be a really fun time. Also, Downtown Cinemas is doing a promotion. You should bring your imaginary friend with you because you'll get a free upgrade on your popcorn to share with your imaginary buddy so come on out it's going to be a great time we're going to get into this movie imaginary talk puzzle pieces have a fun conversation we hope to see you there links and information and how to win tickets in the show notes Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's one of our monthly trailer special roundups where Jason Harris from Awesome Movie joins me. And instead of doing our usual format of just talking about one new movie and what movies might have inspired it, we look at trailers for a whole bunch of new movies coming out this month and try to guess what might have inspired it just based off those trailers. And we got a lot of movies to cover, so that is coming up here in a second. Before we get to it, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And also, uh, before we get to the conversation... We got to do some listener puzzle pieces. And I didn't get a lot this month. Uh, I did get a lot from one person, uh, but not a lot overall. Our buddy Joe Black sent in puzzle pieces for all three of the episodes that we did in October. So uh, October was kind of a slow month as far as like main episodes are concerned because I had a whole bunch of special episodes. I had that awesome conversation with Caleb Quay about concert films. I had that interview with John Tolson about future cult classics. And then the Royal Hotel episode just came out, so I haven't gotten any listener pieces yet on that one. So really only three episodes to get any feedback from the listeners on for October. Starting with The Kill Room, uh, Joe Black sent in Velvet Buzzsaw, which is one that I had thought about for that episode, um, but I, I've never actually seen, but like based on the themes of like skewering the art community, it definitely came to mind. Uh, he also mentioned Get Shorty and Be Cool, which another thing that came to mind as well, but um, I haven't seen those in a long time, so that's why I didn't bring that up. And then The Whole Nine Yards, which... Uh, great addition to the list, and also rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Just absolutely shocking and horrible news there. But uh, maybe I got to watch the whole nine yards again one of these days. Uh, the Expendables, Joe Black mentioned Joe Carnahan's The A-Team and Under Siege, the Steven Seagal movie on a boat. I mean, come on, of course, that's a great one to include. And then for The Exorcist Believer, which we did a big live show on, Joe Black mentioned Mystic River and signs mystic river definitely that whole opening was kind of my favorite part of uh the exorcist believer i liked it a lot better when it was a missing person movie before it turned into an exorcist sequel that's when it all kind of fell apart so that's a good one uh signs i'm not quite sure i'll have to ask him where he made the connection with signs but uh 
science seems to come up a lot lately in puzzle pieces. So uh, thanks to Joe for for sending in all those puzzle pieces. We actually have a special episode with Joe coming up next week. Um, and then we also will have Joe back on the show for some other episodes towards the end of the year. But as always, you know, we got a lot of episodes on the way for November. As always, if you think of a puzzle piece that we don't bring up on the podcast, please send them in and I will read them on the next trailer episode. So that is it for listener puzzle pieces. Let's get to our conversation about November 2023 films. All right, it's time for another month of trailers. Jason Harris is here. Jason, how are you doing? Dave, it's uh, just about Thanksgiving time. I love this time of year. And in honor of Thanksgiving, Dave, what's your favorite way of getting stuffed? Oh, boy. (laughs) I know you don't have that much time uh, today, so let's not get too far off the beaten path here. Uh, Yeah, no, it it is Thanksgiving time, and uh, it's also end of the year time. Like, we're getting into... All the award season rush, it's starting to happen. This is also where it starts to get a little hard to do these trailer episodes because uh, limited releases and like, you know, everything's spread out and whatnot. Uh, it, it's, it gets a little complicated, but we'll do our you best. You know, Dave, month. we're pros, so we'll, yeah. we'll get through it because we're we'll professionals, Dave. This is what we, yes, we this are. is how we make a living on <laughs> talking about movie trailers on a. If, if if that's the truth, and hopefully we've seen a lot of last month's movies, let's start off with that. Uh, of course, kicking it off with The Exorcist Believer, which uh, we did a live piecing it together on, and uh, was not a very good movie. Uh, you didn't see it, did you? No, nobody likes it. Move on. Yeah, okay. Creepy Crawly was one that I was looking forward to, but uh, I, I'm, this is one of those, like, you know, indie, you know, just on VOD movies. I don't even know if it came out. I saw no noise about it. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure you didn't see that. Freelance, though, seemed... I mean, it was a comedy, so maybe a little more your speed. Uh, that just came out, I think, this week, even though we had listed it as one of the early releases of the month. I don't even know where it would come out. That's that John Cena Lost City one. Yeah. That, uh, I don't know. Cena, I think, is going to be a big... is obviously on his way to being a bigger star, but uh, not making maybe the best choices this year. Yeah, not that we put a lot of uh, you know uh, faith in in Rotten Tomatoes or anything, but I think I read that it has a zero percent Rotten Tomatoes rating right now, which uh, not not too good. He needs but, uh, um, he needs Dave yeah. Batista to kind of help guide him. You know, you either yeah, become the absolutely big huge star like The Rock and never do anything uh, <clears throat> worthwhile anymore, or to curate a career like Batista and always do interesting movies. For sure. Uh, Reptile looked interesting, but that is, uh, another movie that just kind of came and went, didn't make much noise. Uh, I believe it was Netflix. It's on Netflix. Uh, so, I was going to watch yeah. it. I think it's like two hours, 15 minutes. And I'm just like, come on, man. I couldn't. Yeah. But maybe, I mean, that's no excuse not to watch a movie as you know, as we'll get to Killers of the Flower Moon, which we both did see. But, um. Sure. Yeah. But I, I'm hopefully before the end of the year, we catch that one, right? Absolutely. The Marsh King's Daughter. Don't now, think it this came is out, a, did it? That did not come out. Now, maybe this was a uh, a delay because of the strike still ongoing, which is another uh, thing that we kind of got to deal with right now with the uh, delays and all these release dates. But yeah, that did not come out. So I don't know what happened with that. Faux came out, and even though everyone was super psyched about it, at least, you know, in like the film Twitter and like movie podcasters and critics and all that, uh, terrible reviews. Um I I want to see it, but uh, yeah, I don't think it opened here in Vegas, and yeah, really bad reviews. So I don't know. Don't we'll even it. remember it. We do so many of these. So 
for sure. Uh, Cat Person, not out yet. Another one that maybe was delayed because of the uh, strikes. Um, Fair Play is out, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. I do want to see that one. Yeah, that's on my catch-up list. Uh, I got a, a nice list of 2023s I'm going to catch up on. For sure. Killers of the Flower Moon, of course, is out. Uh, getting very good reviews. Uh, I was a little mixed on it. We're going to actually be talking about it in a full episode of Piecing It Together. Jason's my guest on that one. So uh, we'll talk about that at length when we get to that one. Uh, Old Dads, Bill Burr. Not great reviews, but I mean, I've heard some people say it was pretty funny. Did you watch that? Uh, not yet. I will be watching it. But, um, you know, what I notice is a lot of my comedian friends love it. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just one of those that uh, is not for critics. But, hey, we'll get back yeah. to you. I, I Like I was telling you before we started recording, I just watched Megan. I'm in the middle of uh, the Shyamalan movie. So it's like mm-hmm. uh, if you were asking me about movies that came out this year that we covered in other months, I'd be ready to go. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Cool. Good to know. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is dominating this weekend that we're recording this. Um, Terrible, terrible reviews, but fans of the whole game franchise seem to love it, and it's making a shitload of money, so... uh... You know, I guess that's what counts, kind of. Neither of us really plan. I think uh, it's gonna to ruin your prediction for the rest of the year. You said that Taylor Swift was gonna beat the rest of the movies two through ten all together, right? I think yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's is gonna destroy that for you. Well, I did have Five Nights at Freddy's in my top ten uh, predictions, so at least I'm I won't be too far off. But yeah, uh, we'll get to Taylor Swift. Um, Pain Hustlers was next, which um, again another Netflix movie that's also getting very bad reviews. Um, I have not seen that one yet. Chris Evans is uh, another one who could use some, uh... yeah, a little career path yeah. change for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Killer, not out yet, um, but I did get to see it, actually, and we'll be doing a Piecing It Together episode on uh, that is very good. Um, it's great to see a new David Fincher movie that feels like a David Fincher movie. It's not the best thing I've seen all year, but it's uh, solid and very enjoyable. Paul Schrader wasn't and, a fan. Yeah, I know. He wasn't. He's He's kind of not a fan of anything though uh <laughs> but he was a fan of taylor swift uh maybe sarcastically uh taylor swift the heiress tour the last one on the list from last month uh which i actually went and saw twice that's how good it is it's freaking amazing. why did you see it twice what's wrong with you well first of all it was every bit as good as i expected it to be and then some and i kind of figured like either i can go see it in dolby cinema a second time or i could spend like 500 dollars on tickets when they eventually announce more uh, shows and i was like this is probably the smarter option so uh, i went and saw it again in the theater you know you're a 40 year old man dave get it together i like i like music i like all kinds i like of music, music too Jason. i'm yeah. sick of her well, you don't like taylor swift i'm I, she's amazing i don't dislike her but this whole thing with the Travis Kelsey, it's it's ruining football for me this year. Yeah, well, I, I don't watch football, so, you know, maybe if she showed up in Super Mario Wonder, I would be mad. But, uh, you know, that we could talk about later, too. Uh, let's get to November's movies. And first of all, before we get into our list, it is time to announce that we are doing a live show on Eli Roth's Thanksgiving the uh, expansion of his fake trailer from Grindhouse all those years ago. The show is going to be on November 17th at Art House, and Jason is one of the guests on that one, as well as Michael Keane and Jimmy Gonzalez. Looking forward to that live show. I'm looking forward to the movie. It looks like it's going to be a silly, fun time, hopefully. Is this the, um, 
No, it's not. But I, I know all those people. I was trying to think of like if we did a full lineup with every one of us together before. But it, it will be it will be fun. Uh, just from watching the trailer, I have already made a list of pieces. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I've got a couple of mine, too. So we'll save those for the actual live show. But uh, anyone in Vegas, hopefully you'll come out to that again, November 17th at Art House. And let's get into the rest of our list for November. We start off with the A24 film All Dirt Roads Taste of Salt, which will be in theaters November 3rd. It's the debut from Raven Jackson. Um, and it's kind of hard to tell exactly what this one's about, but it obviously takes place in the South. These people are living through some very difficult, hard times, and uh, it, it seems to take place over a long span of time as well. Um, it, it looks interesting. What do you think of this? Well, I mean, I don't know how much you know about Raven Jackson, but um, this, you know, reminds me, I know it's her featured debut, but, um, you know, having seen some of her other work when I watched this, it, it looked right up rally. I just thought to myself, that's so Raven. <laughs> is that the same Raven? I did, no, not at all. But I did a, okay. I did, a, I went a long way to do it. That's so Raven <laughs> pun. So, um, I mean, it could have been. I mean, I anything's possible. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, this, uh, this is. A, I know this was a Sundance one, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so this is. Uh, it, it doesn't tell us much. I mean, I think you did a good do- job describing it. I thought of another uh, Sundance hit that we covered an awesome movie year, Beasts of the Southern Wild, um, sure, which me too. looks like, yeah, kind of people with uh, economic, uh, I guess you would say lower class, uh, you know, means have to how they were surviving in the South. And then there was a great documentary a few years ago that got a lot of raves uh, when it was out. But I think people have forgotten about it. Uh, Hale County this morning, this evening. Did you ever see that? I remember when it came out and people raved about it. I never saw it. It was really good. And I, I mean, Dave, this is the benefit of these episodes is to like pull from that well and be like, hey, if you're looking for something that, you know, you haven't seen in a while or maybe you've never seen, like this is one to mark down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll have to seek that out. It sounds uh, sounds good. Uh, yeah. I, of course, had Beast of the Southern Wild as well. I mean, especially they're dealing with it seems like they're dealing with some kind of storm going on in the South there. So, I mean, I had to include that. Also, I put the tree of life. It feels like we got some, you know, Malik style vibes here with, uh, you know, capturing all of everything all at once kind of. So, uh, yeah, the, the, it looks like an interesting movie. I'll, I'll want to see that one when it comes out. Uh, next up is Rustin, which will be in theaters, uh, November 3rd. And then on Netflix, November 17th, uh, a movie about the person who organized uh, the Martin Luther King March on Washington, starring Coleman Domingo. And uh, yeah, I, I actually don't know much about this story. You know I'm a terrible uh, history student, so I don't know much about this guy. Are you very uh, aware of this story? I'm not, I, um, but I am aware that Coleman Domingo is about to become a megastar because he's a oh, really good yeah. actor and he's kind of uh, taken the path of uh, some other actors we've seen in the past few years. So I think he's, he's really on the way up. Um, but this did remind me of uh, get on the bus, the Spike Lee movie, um, okay, which yeah. is a pretty good underrated Spike Lee film about um, people going to the million man March. And then of course, I think Rustin is um, a gay political activist whose spirit yeah. kind of encapsulates you know, whatever the movements are. And uh, I mean, I thought of Sean Penn. I thought of uh, Milk. Sure. Yeah, no, that's a good one to include there. I hadn't thought of that, but definitely. 
I I thought of Selma as far as like another movie that you know deals from another angle of the uh, the MLK march. Uh, but then also I was thinking of the trial of the Chicago Seven because of uh, another true story where where like the powers that be were looking at these people as like troublemakers and just had absolutely no respect for them, you know. Uh, so th- that's just a, a couple that I was thinking about. But I don't know. They, it looks like an interesting movie, and I think those four puzzle pieces, like right off the bat, would make me want to watch this movie. So uh, definitely a good combination of influences if any of those are accurate. So. Uh, we'll move on to what happens later in theaters November 3rd. This is the return of Meg Ryan to rom-coms, and this time she's directing, co-stars David Duchovny. Uh, and they're two people who used to be together, and then they run into each other at an airport, and when their flights are delayed, they have to spend time together. Looks a little like a movie that we're going to be talking about on Awesome Movie Year, huh? Right. I had planes, trains, and automobiles down yep. there on my, uh, list over there, which is, uh, a little Thanksgiving uh, goodness from Awesome Movie Year to all of our listeners. Yep. Uh, yep. It's, it's just a great movie anyway. But um, I'm kind of excited for this. I like the idea of a rom-com for an older generation. Obviously, Dave, you know, I mean, we talk about the Before series a lot. This is basically a walking, talking in an airport, right? So sure. I guess of all of them, this would be the closest to like Before Midnight. I mean, it's almost a combination of... Uh, before sunset and before midnight because they had a past already and then they get back together and, you know, now they're older and everything like that. So, um, and then you're stuck in an airport. That's the terminal. Ticket to Paradise last year, Clooney and uh, Julia Roberts, older people. Getting it on. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, I also included Destination Wedding. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder kind of stuck together while traveling. Uh, But that could kind of go along with your Ticket to Paradise as well. Uh, And then also it seemed like there's some like heightened moments here, you know, maybe getting a little bit into playing with the with the genre. So I put they came together, the David Wayne uh, rom-com parody. So, hey, Dave, I just saw David Wayne on stage at the state reunion tour. And uh, so lucky. I mean, I am lucky, but we bought tickets and went. You could have done the same thing. You've traveled for shows before. I'm so busy. Dude, <laughs> knock it off. You could have gone. I can't travel every week. I went for one day and came back the next, and it was so great. They're they're awesome. Oh. I hope we get more from them. Hell yeah, me too. Next up, limited release on November 3rd. I'm not sure when exactly it expands, but Priscilla, the new Sofia Coppola film about Priscilla Presley, uh, basically being groomed by Elvis Presley. That seems to be the way to describe this movie uh, and what the take is here. Uh, is that what you got from the trailer? I just thought it was like, as they said, a, uh, um, a reinvention of the story of an icon told through the op- the other point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, well, I mean, if there was, if there had been a movie about Elvis last year, I would have put that on the list, but obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, did you like that movie? Did list. you like I mean, Elvis? Come on. I did. I loved it. It was just, it, if you're going to do a movie that hits all those same music biopic, you know, beats, like go over the top with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, um, of other uh, stories told from perspectives of people who become big, but weren't big. And I thought of that thing you do. And um, Mm -hmm. I thought of win a date with Tad Hamilton because she's not the famous one. Right. 
And then sure. Ever After, I thought, wasn't that like the idea of like telling a fairy tale from the female point of view back in the day when it was all male point of view? So I thought of that. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting one to include there for sure. You, you can't even like not bring up that Elvis movie. So, I mean, of course I had it written down. Uh, I also had Blonde, last year's uh, Marilyn Monroe movie, which was like a much, much, much darker version of you know what we normally think of as this big glamorous hollywood story uh and then i just put the naked gun movies because of priscilla press oh there you go i rewatched the yeah. first one not too long ago it's fun so good yeah the best uh dream scenario will be in theaters november 10th this movie just looks amazing uh it's nicholas cage as this like kind of just regular average guy who all of a sudden for some reason everybody starts dreaming about uh i I don't even know. This just seems like a movie made for me. I can't wait. It does. I mean, I love these types of movies too, based on uh, my picks here. Um, and uh, I mean, wouldn't it be cool if after all this, Nicolas Cage got an Oscar nomination? I think you could make, it, make an argument in the last few years, something like Piggy could have gotten something, right? So Sure. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought of Stranger Than Fiction, the movie with Will Ferrell, where, you know, he kind of loses control of his life to an author who's writing him or that's the whole thing. So like, this seems like that idea of like, hey, he's now beyond himself he belongs to everybody um, sure. yeah. and then you know why i said i love these type of movies i thought of like the science of sleep and being john malkovich so that's what this kind of feels like and you know those are two all-timers for me yeah no absolutely uh lots of great ones there i hadn't thought of stranger than fiction but that definitely fits really well uh speaking of being john malkovich i went synecdoche new york uh, a lot of weird meta charlie kaufman like stuff here and the whole dream logic and all that uh, I also thought of Secret Life of Walter Mitty uh, with Ben Stiller uh, as this boring, random guy just kind of ending up in all these dreamlike scenarios. So, uh, and then, of course, The Truman Show as well, yeah. another version of something like, uh, like you said, with Stranger Than Fiction. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to that one. Uh, next up, The Holdovers, also uh, November 10th in theaters, the new Alexander Payne film, I think his first film in like six years or so. Um, stars Paul Giamatti as a teacher who has to hang around during Christmas break uh, to babysit some students who are stuck there over break because they have nowhere to go back at, to. At a private school is what you're saying. At a private yeah. school, yes. And uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to Me this. too. I think it looks great. And um, yeah, I mean, back to back, these two are really exciting. These movies, Dream Scenario and The Holdovers of what's coming out here. Um, you know, Wonder Boys we've mentioned here before, but that kind of offbeat relationship with uh, teachers and, uh, you know, students, I thought, I mean, you can't, you can't look at the holdovers and not think of another Alexander Payne school movie election. And sure. uh, then I recently rewatched School of Rock and I thought like that kind of, you know, mismatched uh, version of professor and students uh, might, might fit here, although the tone is different. Sure. No. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely, you know, fit that in there as well. I think election, of course, is a great one to include. Um, I'd throw Finding Forrester in there. As another, You're the man you know, now, student. dog. <laughs> I was just hoping you would do that. Also, A Man Called Otto from last year with Tom Hanks is like an old curmudgeon <laughs> kind of slowly warming up to the people he's stuck with. Uh, so it, it, all the old curmudgeon type movies, driveways, Gran Torino, you know, all those kind of things. But, uh, yeah, it looks great. And Paul Giamatti is so much fun when he's angry about stuff. When he's not so, doing uh, phone commercials with Cecily Strong. 
Sure. There you go. So the other movie coming out November 10th, which I'm sure we're not as excited about, uh, The Marvels, the latest MCU film, which is both the sequel to Captain Marvel and to the TV show Miss Marvel, uh, directed by Nia DaCosta. It seems to be built around a gimmick of these three superhero women who, when they use their powers, they end up swapping places and uh, all hell breaks loose. It feels very video gamey in that uh, in that setup. But um, I don't know. You know, these movies, superhero, we, we're obviously burnt out on them. But when they work, they're fun. And who knows? Maybe it'll be all right. Uh, but at least this one looks terrible. <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fair. I watched you know? uh, Miss Marvel on uh, on the Disney Plus. It's pretty good. I recommend that. That's pretty decent. Uh Captain Marvel, I think, might be the worst uh, Marvel movie that's ever been out there. I hated it. Yeah, bottom bottom five for sure. So bad. Yeah. This and this movie looks terrible. Also, this just looks like a you know garbage pile. I don't think anyone's going to be excited about it. But hey, maybe I'm wrong. You know, you're thinking of like, hey, you're a superhero. You're a superhero. You're a superhero. We have to team up. Blah blah blah. It's just the Expendables meets the Avengers, right? Is that what we're doing here? With uh, with an all female cast, so throw Ocean's Eight in there too. Hey, there you go, Ocean's Eight. That's a good one to include. Um, yeah, I I don't know. You know, I like Brie Larson, but uh, the 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 character and the movie was just terrible. And if this is more of that, then which it looks like, then I don't know. I like Brie Larson too, but I don't know if Marvel is the right fit for her, even as right. what she. And I I mean, we know she's a great actress, but like her type. You know, she as an actor doesn't feel like a Marvel person to me. Yeah, but no, absolutely fair. Um, another movie that I hated, uh, I'll use as a puzzle piece here, and that's the Cloverfield Paradox, uh, because there are people when they're switching universes, they they might end up stuck in an area that they weren't expecting to. Like there's a scene in that movie where somebody ends up literally in a wall because that's where they transported to. Yeah. And uh so you know, here where people are getting like kind of switched around in different whoopsie doopsies. So. Whoopsie doopsies. And uh then I also just threw in like the uh Batman and robin or batman forever like those ones where it got really silly before they went and rebooted it with batman begins you know because it seems like we're getting like really goofy with this one that makes so. sense that makes sense i think uh you know another one of those like hey we're we're uh you know we covered uh john carter of mars or whatever on awesome movie yeah. which is terrible and jumper which i like which is terrible <laughs> remember jumper yeah. You know, like, I don't I don't remember if I ever saw that, but yeah, it's uh, I always felt like they uh, they missed an opportunity when, you know, the guy gets away and the the, uh, the guy chasing him didn't look up to the sky and they did an overhead shot and he just yelled jump. would <laughs> be much better. <laughs> Let, let's move on to the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes in theaters November 17th. And then I finally don't have to see the trailer anymore because they show it every fucking time I go to the movies. Jason, are you a Hunger Games fan? No. I've never seen any of them. I have. Uh, I've, I just never had any interest in them. And I love Jennifer Lawrence, but uh, well, she's not no in interest in this series. Yeah, she's not in it. I can't tell you how many I've seen. I feel like, were there three? Uh, I think four because they split the third one into two. So I don't even know. I mean, I definitely have seen the first one, but I don't remember. I feel like I must have seen more, but who knows? But this is a prequel, right? 
Yes, this is a prequel. Rachel Zegler stars, Viola Davis, Peter Dinklage. Um, it's the same director as the other ones. Good cast. Um, you know, I not necessarily what I want to see the, them doing, right? But whatever, I get it. Uh, I thought of mm. X-Men First Class because we're going back to before times. And of course, you know, another one of these uh, people punting people movies. Uh, I went with The, the Hunt. From a few years ago, which uh, we weren't allowed to see due to uh, right-wing <laughs> conspiracies. But I did see it back then, and that's what this reminds yeah. me of also. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I went with Fantastic Beasts, the Harry Potter spinoff that, uh, you know, wasn't very good. But, you know, they got to keep trying to pump things out from these universes. Yeah, well, that's not fair because the uh, Fantastic Beasts um, decided that you could only identify as a man or a woman and whatever you're assigned at birth. That's what you are. So that was a little misguided as a as a series. Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also threw Game of Thrones in there. It just feels like very. It does know, feel like that, that, and stuff. not just because Peter Dinklage is in there. And I, honestly, when you say that, I was watching it and I wanted more uh, Tyrion Lannister. I wanted a little more of that zhuzh from uh, Dinklage in this one. He looks like he's really. Uh, chewing scenery here which no i wanted more of it it looks like he's a little yeah. too a little too uh understated for me. oh okay i thought he was like playing it big but i don't know we'll see i i definitely you know i have like i said no interest in this series uh but you know we'll see by the way did you know the director francis lawrence uh porn? spelled the same way as jennifer lawrence i knew he used to do porn and then he started directing music videos for like mandy moore and stuff and now he's a big uh movie director how about that random very random story. He used to make a blockbuster porn. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, Let's go to Next Goal Wins. November 17th in theaters. This is Taika Waititi's new film, uh, which was delayed a bunch of times. I think we might have even talked about this at one point. But yeah, this is uh, starring Michael Fassbender as a kind of fuck-up soccer coach who has to go coach this terrible team in American Samoa. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Taika Waititi was somebody that everybody loved until these Thor movies, so maybe this will be a return I mean, to that. They loved the first Thor movie. I, I got to say, like, you know, I've seen a lot of Taika movies and stuff like that. And um, Dave, I don't know, man. My favorite Taika movies are still Boy and The Hunt for the Wilder People. So I'm not really – I didn't like Jojo Rabbit at all, and I know, like, that's kind of like a, you know, love-hate relationship with people. Um the Thor movies, I kind of missed on them because I didn't really like that first one and I like the second one a little more, but like nobody else does and I don't blame them, so I'm right. wrong on that. But uh, <laughs> this, um, so this, I watched the documentary of this a long time ago, uh, which is from 2014, and the documentary is great, Next Goal Wins. I, I highly recommend that. Um, but this, I know, is um, the, not looking as good. So... I don't know, man. This uh, I'll probably watch it, but I don't necessarily want to watch it. Um, you know, coach has to uh, coach a team of uh, people who aren't very good or, you know, miss fish out of water stuff. The Mighty Ducks, a league of their own. And then I'm going to throw another documentary on here called The Zen of Bobby V about Bobby Valentine, the great uh, Major League Baseball manager who went over to Japan and won some championships over there and it was all about his time in japan that that was a cool movie okay right on uh yeah as far as like the coach type movies you know i was thinking about the way back 
uh, with Ben Affleck because you know it seems like Michael Fassbender's character is uh, alcoholic. Is that right? You saw the I thought I thought so based on this and same thing with Gordon Bombay who was arrested for drunk driving in the Mighty Ducks. Oh yeah, that's I haven't seen that in forever, so I don't know. I also thought of the longest yard, uh, the Sandler one, uh, just because I've never seen the original. But you know, like this hothead, you know coach kind of losing his cool that's you know we always think of sandler with that that would so. be great because then if they're in a close game and they lose he could just go you blew it <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to wish in theaters november 22nd uh the latest disney animated film which uh kind of tries to bring back the old school watercolor animation although it is still computer generated uh stars ariana debose as the main voice the princess who uh Learns how to use wishes, and Chris Pine is the evil king who controls all the wishes. I don't know. Looks okay. Uh, you, you usually watch these with your daughter, right? I watch all of them, and this felt derivative of ones that I've already watched with her. You know, yeah. it's uh, uh, the uh, a princess has to break the rules of a kingdom because she feels they'll be better off with X, or because the kingdom is so short-sighted because of Y, and um, it just feels like you know. There's always a secret, as in like turning red or this or that. I don't know. I put down Aladdin and Moana, Moana obviously for the two princesses, and then this is about all that granting wishes. There was that terrible movie on uh, Apple TV Plus, uh, Luck, about like how to create good or bad luck for people, and it felt like another one of these like high concept things that maybe is just not executable as well as uh, it needs to be to be a movie, and this. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but this doesn't look good to me, Dave. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Um, I thought of Encanto, just the uh, the kind of the vibe of the main character. Uh, also, I don't know if you'll uh, you'll get this reference, but I also thought of Super Mario Galaxy, the video game, because the little star guy that uh, is along for the ride looks exactly like uh luma the uh the little star character that follows mario around in that game i'm sure any video game players who uh listen to this podcast will will know who that is but um yeah i don't know it doesn't really look good also another thing you know i'm not a religious guy but uh chris pine as this uh evil king who controls whether wishes come true or not like, is he God in this? No, he like, just starts a kingdom. I mean, I haven't seen the movie. I feel like it's just a kingdom, bro. So, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of the, what I got from that character. But I like how you had to preface it with, you know, I'm not a religious guy. As is, This follows, like, the tenets of whatever yeah. religion that you're not a part of. Well, I mean, this is Disney. It's super, super important. Uh, let's go to Napoleon, the new Ridley Scott epic in theaters, also November 22nd. Joaquin Phoenix stars as Napoleon and telling about his rise to power and uh, the woman who pushed him there. And uh, I don't know that these movies, they're hit or miss for sure, but the good ones are great. You know, when Ridley Scott does the good ones. Right. I mean, and that's the guy you want to do movies like this. So it's uh, funny. I had Game of Thrones down as a puzzle piece for this one because of all the power jockeying and everything. Um, you know, obviously you think I, what, uh, you know, this is, uh, before the days of modern warfare. So I was thinking of movies that kind of talk about the rise to power like that, like Alexander, the, uh, mm-hmm. ill-fated Alexander, the great one. And then I know it's a little more modern, but 1917, because I had to throw at least, uh, one of the, uh, more recent European war movies in there. 
Sure, absolutely. Uh, I mean, Gladiator is an obvious one, but uh, I also would think Braveheart uh, as far as, you know, the big giant epic war. The other thing I had, speaking of Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Joker, uh, a movie about the story's villain, basically. So, um, you know, you could throw that in there as well. Um, yeah, I, I'm hopeful that this will end up being good. Uh, the Last Duel ended up being great a couple of years ago, and, uh, you know, it's Ridley Scott, so I'm always there for Ridley Scott. Uh, the last one on our main list for the month of November is Saltburn. will be limited release on November 22nd. And uh, it's Emerald Fennel's follow-up to Promising Young Woman. People are calling this movie just absolutely crazy and insane. And uh, it looks a lot like Talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, Barry Keoghan stars as a guy who uh, kind of fakes his way into staying with uh, Jacob Elordi, who actually is playing Elvis in that Priscilla movie into his house to, to stay for the summer. Uh, also stars Rosamund Pike and Richard E. Grant. And I don't know. I really don't know what to make of this one. I just can't get over just how similar it looks to talented Mr. Ripley. We uh, just had uh, a Richard E. Grant uh, episode of Austin Movie Year with Withnail and I. So, you know, he's having a good year this year with this. And, oh, yeah. Uh, the lesson. Um, I, I thought of other movies that were, it's like, hey, we're going into this uh, grand place but there's a, a secrets to be had like the nest you remember the nest from a few years ago the uh, I don't remember that jude one. law movie and uh about like uh, hey we're moving to the country and we're a happy family that's not really a happy family and uh, yeah okay. kind of wanted more to happen yeah. but it didn't stoker's another one like that and then i thought of a movie that talk about jumping the shark on these episodes dave uh we once did a pre uh a trailer for the invitation not the movie about like the cult dinner party but about the one where like the woman tracks down her long lost cousin and they're like oh you have to come over and then they just do the murders on her and stuff <laughs> yeah they, you're pulling some deep cuts here I, I don't remember these movies at all they're all from the last couple of years huh? well the invitation we did on this show the nest yes was a few years ago yeah okay well, right on. Uh, yeah, and Stoker's a movie I've actually never seen that I've always wanted to watch. I, I've, you know, everybody loves that movie. Um, but anyway, yeah, Talented Mr. Ripley, of course, my number one. Uh, but also, I, I threw on my list Marie Antoinette because I, I, I know that they said that this film is filled with like a lot of modern pop songs. And while there's obviously a difference between the juxtaposition with the 1700s in modern, you know, music. Uh, it's still, you've got that, like the high society thing mixed with modern pop songs. So kind of similar in that way. Um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see this one. The people who love it really, really love it. So I'm certainly curious and I was mixed on promising young woman, uh, but she's definitely an interesting filmmaker. So I'll, I'll be watching it for sure. The nest was Sean Durkin from, uh, Marcy, Martha, Marcy, May Marlene. So, oh, yeah. Right on. Very cool. So, uh, I don't know. Did you watch any of these other trailers that we had? I watched them all, Dave. I watched them all. Yeah. I mean, I certainly watched Maestro because I can't wait to see Maestro, but that will not actually be coming out in wide release until late December. Um, I don't know if we'll get it here in Vegas in theaters. Uh, there's also Leo, the new Adam Sandler animated movie in Netflix, November 21st and May, December, which also is a limited release that will expand in December, but that looks really good. That does look really good. That's Todd Haynes. That one was a big yep. hit at Cannes, and uh, that's going to Netflix, like you said. Maestro, of course, is uh, also going to be good. Uh, 
Uh, Leo, it looks fun. I mean, but that's another one that's like, I think that's where I had Turning Red as a puzzle piece and, you know, nice. Madagascar, yeah. Nemo. So, I mean, but May, December is like, uh, you know, that that's the, uh, well, Maestro too. We'll see. So, you know. Yeah, no, I think Maestro is going to be great. But yeah, both of those look really good. Uh, but yeah, that's our that's our November. So uh, that does it. Everybody come on out to our Thanksgiving show, November 17th. Jason will be there as well as Michael Keane and Jimmy Gonzalez. 6 p.m. Art House. And there will be a link in the show notes. We'll also have a contest running uh, to win some tickets. Jason, is there a movie you watched recently you want to recommend to our listeners? Yes, Dave. Do you want a current movie or an old movie? Uh, I want to know what you've been catching up on. Let's go with the current movie. Okay, there was a documentary on Max, although I think it's probably still HBO Max. Um, So that's a good good thing. So we mentioned a few documentaries today. It's called Last Stop Larima, Murder Down Under. Have you heard of this, Dave? No, not at all. I feel like this is right up Gina's alley, and uh, you guys should check it out. It's, uh, you know, this Duplass Brothers production arm, and they did Wild Wild Country this is about a town in the outback of Australia where there's only 11 residents and one of them gets murdered. So literally like everyone in the town becomes a suspect. And it's like I said, a documentary. Okay. So pretty good stuff. Very cool. Yeah, that sounds great. I will have to check that out. Uh, what do you got going on, Jason? What do you want to plug? Uh, I mean, awesome movie year. That's our thing. Dave still in 1987. Mm-hmm. And now getting to all our fun holiday episodes for this uh, season and this year, which uh, we cover from different years. So check out Awesome Movie Year. You know where to find it on all the socials. Uh, And I'm Jason Harris Comedy or J. Harris Comedy. But really, go for Jason on Letterboxd. Come find me there. Uh, I'm acting in a new show in December, so we'll talk about that next month. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, Jason, as always, thanks for being here, and we will talk to you soon for Killers of the Flower Moon. Of course, Dave, because we're pros. This is what pros do. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Ashley Ray, and I host the podcast TV I Say. Have you ever referred to television as your friend? Do you want 10 more seasons of In Just Like That? Did you rewatch every episode of King of Queens in 2020? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me and a new guest each week to discuss your favorite TV shows and my 90 Day Fiance hot takes and my Below Deck hot takes and basically all my TV hot takes. <laughs> listen to TV I Say wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jason Harris about some of the movies coming out in November 2023. Thanks to Jason for being here. And thank you to all you for listening. If you're enjoying piecing it together, make sure you're subscribed wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And of course, if you really enjoy the show, you could also drop us a little five-star rating and review. That would be very helpful. And you could, of course, share the show, follow us on social media at PiecingPod, and don't forget about our Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, as well as Jason's podcast, Awesome Movie Year, and stuff from my music career, all kinds of cool stuff over there. It's patreon.com slash Rosen. If you feel like supporting the show, it would be uh, greatly appreciated if you sign up. we got a lot of stuff on the way over there. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, aside from that, it's time to close this out with a piece of music. And even though this is about November, uh, this is coming out. It's still Halloween when this comes out. This is coming out on Monday, October 30th. It's Halloween tomorrow, so i got to play some horror stuff. You know, I do have a playlist. Uh, It's called David Rosen, A Halloween Playlist, 
over on Spotify with some of my darkest and spookiest and creepiest type of music. Great for your Halloween parties. And I also just released a new horror film score called Blind Malice. And uh, I've got a lot of music from this on that playlist. I'm going to play a song from that album, which, uh, of course, is also on the playlist as well. Uh, This is a track called Blind Open. It's the first track on the Blind Malice score. It is on the Halloween playlist over on Spotify. Go check it out. And we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.